your mind is your ego your body and your heart right that is the that feminine essence and this is why everything's happening in the world right now because we're being invited for the first time to shift from living from a place of ego which is how we've all been programmed to live yeah using our mind to shifting into our body and shifting into our heart and so same as you now i make pretty decisive decisions each day because i just ask myself steph what do you want to do and i just do it based on how it feels in my body there's no overthinking and overanalyzing. There's none of that. You're tuning into your body. And when you drop into that, because it teaches you how to dismantle the ego and to drop into your body, to drop into surrender, to drop into trust. When I first started my wedding photography business back in 2011, I made just $5,000 in my business. Now I bring in multiple six figures per year while working only 30 hour weeks serving my dream couples. I'm here to help you discover that it's so possible to have what you want, when you want in your business so that you can create the life you've always dreamed of and deserve. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Shine and Thrive podcast. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm so excited for this episode with Stephanie. Oh, I just feel so excited and at peace about what we're about to talk about. And I'm excited to share with you even some vulnerable parts of me that I've been going through in the recent weeks and also just Stephanie's beautiful take on spirituality. Uh, so just to introduce Steph to you. So Stephanie Morrison is formally trained as a holistic nutritionist, yoga and meditation teacher, and a psychosomatic therapy practitioner. She is a soul coach and energy, and energy therapist, helping individuals in the areas of emotional health and spirituality. She is the founder of The Halo, a monthly full moon gathering, and the Halo Healing Academy, which is a six-week online course to uplevel your spirituality, along with her six-week online meditation course. She hosts local weekend and international retreats and sees individuals for one-on-one -on -one sessions using the RubyMed modality that I personally love uh, to test for emotional blocks within the chakra system. She is a passionate public speaker, guiding people back to their hearts and back to their truth. Her greatest mission is to raise consciousness by helping individuals heal and deprogram emotional trauma and step into their power and purpose. Holy crap, that is like the most beautiful, like <laughs> I like that all that all that says, all that energy that that holds is basically Stephanie. It's her her heart and soul shines through in this exact way. And every time I interact with her. So Steph, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my gosh, I love you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. And just, yeah, thank you for seeing me. I think like you're, I mean, you're a dear friend and a client as well, but um, yeah, thank you for seeing me and, and what I do and my message and um, yeah, it just fills me up so much. So I'm really, really grateful to be here today. 
Oh, yay. And same, same to you. And I miss, I miss your face. Actually, before we got on this, this, uh, before we started recording this officially, we've had technical issues on Zoom for like half an hour. And we so badly wanted to talk to each other, like seeing each other's faces, because obviously we can't hang out in person and record this in person. So now we're just doing uh, audio. So yeah. yeah. Well, I miss your face too, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to visualize it. As yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we have so much to dive into today. Um, so I am going to be sharing my personal experience with Steph's six weeks um, meditation course, and I'm currently on day 10. Uh, but before we go there, um, I definitely want to touch on uh, something to do with astrology that Steph had shared with me, shared with me over the years. Um, that always fascinates me that we as a whole, as humanity on this planet, actually have different kind of stages and seasons in life that we go through together. So I'll let Steph um, open up about that. I just find it so fascinating. So yeah, Steph, let us know all about the year four as a collective. Absolutely. So um so I know you said astrology, which I will totally dive into because in my halos, I um, do talk a lot about the moon cycles and sort of what's happening collectively. Um, and then I do talk about numerology as well. Um, I like, I'm, I'm fascinated with sort of blending the two and the, the way that I kind of see it as numerology and astrology. They're two languages of the universe that gives us so much insight into the deeper meaning of things. And it helps us understand um, cycles and seasons, just like you said, so we can kind of better navigate what's happening collectively and also better navigate um, certain cycles and um, that we may personally be going through as well. Um, I just love it. It's, it's kind of, to me, I see it as like, it's like learning Spanish or French and it's just, it's learning another language that is giving you the secrets to, to, you know, the, the metaphysical aspects of, um, the world. So, so Steph, so wait, before, before I interrupt you more, uh, the year. Okay. So when we talk about the four, I said astrology, right? Is this numerology then? It would be numerology. Exactly. So any numbers, um, which in my Halo Healing Academy, I actually go through a whole numerology component where you get to look at your full chart. And then I also go through your natal chart, which would be more astrology and yeah. So, um, okay. Got it. I totally mix the two up. In yeah. This it's all good. <laughs> People mix it up all the time. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's whatever you're drawn to. This is what I often tell clients is like, if you're really drawn to angel numbers and, and that, then dive into it, start learning more about it. If you're more drawn to like your Zodiac signs and the moon cycles, then dive into that. Like there's no right or wrong. Um, and yeah, it's I just love that whatever you're drawn to is perfect. Um, I kind of flop back and forth. I'm obsessed with both of them, but I go through phases where I'm like just (laughs) diving into all astrology. (laughs) Then I go through phases where I'm just like diving into all numerology stuff. So I love them both. Um, So in terms of this year, so collectively we are in um, 2020, obviously. So if we actually break down the number of 2020, it breaks down to the number four. So what that basically means is we're having the energetic um, influence of the number four 
um, throughout our year. So this is very basic. Like you can, you know, obviously dive into this deeper and look at what your, you know, personal year is, what your life path number is. And, you know, there's lots of different um, elements of your chart. But um, if we look at the number four, four, every number has an energy. And this is what I love about numbers is if you look at the number four, it's kind of, it's kind of square like, like it kind of looks like a, a box in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, the energies that can be connected to the number four is very much about systems and it's about creating structure. It's about, you know, stability. It's about how to feel, um, grounded. I kind of see it. This is just personally, I see it as like sort of root chakra energy. If I'm connecting it to the chakra system, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the base, right? It's the, the foundation of the house. Um, you know, if you think about, um, things that move in fours or things that have four, like think of a dog with four legs and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's stable. Um, think about, um, again, the structure of a house, like the four corners, think about four seasons, fall, winter, spring, and summer. So the, the year, um, this year collectively, we're being invited to kind of look at our life and see where there's maybe some cracks in our foundations, maybe some areas that we haven't been honest with ourselves around. Um, this can be everything from how your business is structured. You know, it's like these systems are no longer working for me. Where do I need to create a new system? Where do I need to pivot? I'm seeing that a lot on social media right now. People are saying, you know, don't stop selling your services because of what we're going through collectively right now. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's not about stopping. It's more about pivoting. And I think that's so relevant to what's to, to the year four. Four is about pivoting. It's not stopping, but it's like, where do I need to pivot? And where do I need to create these new, new systems? Um, even in, um, you know, in relationships as well. Um, you know, where in relationships are you're like, yeah, this is not a solid foundation for me. Um, whether that's certain friendships, um, one thing that I'm personally seeing show up in my life and maybe people can relate to this is, um, all of my superficial relationships have kind of been falling away. And so I've been stepping into relationships that are just built a little bit more on depth. And, um, I think that relates a lot to, to the number four as well. It's like, okay, great. Like moving forward in this next decade, my relationships are not going to be superficial. They're going to be built on depth and, and, um, just different values. So yeah, that's sort of what this is all about. And it's going to show up differently for, for everybody. For some people, it might show up more in their work. For some people, it might be more in their lifestyle, how they're structuring their lifestyle. It can be about getting back to the basics, you know, getting back to breathing, moving your body, eating really good food, all those you know, basic necessities that we need for our well-being, that structure, that order. 
Oh my gosh. That's so incredible. I love how you kind of gave different examples of how it could show up in people's lives differently. Because as soon as you started talking about that, um, I was just consciously aware of what was coming up for me. And it's been, I've been too much in my masculine energy, just go, go, go. And just thinking about like work and business. And, and even though I figured out uh, ways last year and last two years to uh, work less, actually, like I work less than I ever have uh, because I've out, I've learned how to outsource efficiently and all that kind of stuff. I still realize that. But the first thing I do when I wake up is I think about work and how can I keep going and going? How can I keep improving? And what's speaking to me this year is, yeah, right now being forced to slow down. And I realized that I was fooling myself with the uh, like thinking that I wasn't a workaholic, even though I was working less hours, my brain was still stuck on work, which was a something that I've recently discovered while being still and stuck at home recently. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how it's showing, it's showing up for me. <laughs> that is so amazing. And that's such, that's such incredible awareness. The fact that you can even articulate that and recognize that. Um, and you know, the, it's, it's when you were talking, the thing that was coming up for me was like, um, this year is all about sustainability. So what is, what, what can you create that's sustainable long-term? So the way that you were functioning with, with your mind and constantly being on work, that's not sustainable. Yeah. It's not sustainable for your peace. It's not sustainable for your health. It's not sustainable for overall joy and fulfillment. And, um, you know, I think the four energy as well has a beautiful, I know we were talking about this before offline, but, um, it has a beautiful connection with, um, the divine feminine, which is what you were just saying is like, you're working less, but you were still thinking so much. And now you're, you're like, okay, I, have these amazing new systems in place. I've outsourced so much, but where can I create new structure in my life where I am making room for the divine feminine, whether that's, you know, having a dance party in your home, whether mm-hmm. that's, um, like I'm doing a lot of dancing in my home. I'm doing yoga in my home. That's I'm just awesome. like, I'm wearing, like, it sounds, it might sound silly, but I'm like, buying like nice lingerie and like, like, yes, I love that. (laughs) Choosing to wear things that are making me feel more feminine, even if like no one needs to see it, like just for myself. And that's, I think where we're being called to shift into collectively, right? The halt that's happening in the world right now. It's like, yeah, we're the, the masculine dominant way of living is an old paradigm and we're being called to shift into the new paradigm, the new earth. Um, and that is the rise of the sacred feminine, which is what my halos are all about. And, um, it's just really beautiful to see what's going to be birthed from this. And the, the four energy is like, okay, what are the new systems? What are the new structures? What is the new way of being the essence in which we are moving through our life, how does that need to shift into the more feminine space? Yeah. Uh, Which is, yeah, for people that maybe are listening that don't know what feminine energy is, you know, think about creativity, think about flow, think about presence, think about um, sensuality, think about um, 
taking time in stillness, um, relaxing, you know, spending time in nature, writing, drawing, painting, dancing, um, things of that nature. Yeah, that's perfect. You just read my mind. I was about to ask you because not a lot of people, um, maybe like when you hear feminine, someone could automatically assume that that means, oh, female, and it only applies to women. But it's not true because both of us, it's like yin and yang, right? We all have feminine and masculine energy within us and qualities. And so, yeah, I love how, um, yeah, so maybe give an example of some like masculine energies um, and things to do for people so that they can kind of realize, oh yeah, like maybe I am doing too much of that and maybe I need to slow down. Totally. And like, I know we're going to be talking about the chakra system as well. And like the, the yin and the yang, um, that's, you know, from the Chinese culture and the, the yin represents feminine, yang represents masculine. And, um, just like our bodies need to be balanced and our actions need to be balanced and the way the, our lifestyle needs to be balanced with yin and yang energy, masculine and feminine, the chakra system and the energy in our chakras must also be balanced in that way. Um, so it's, and we'll get into that, but there's a really beautiful um, parallel within that. Um, and then in terms of your the masculine ways that it can show up is, you know, masculine is, um, I'm, I'm using a lot of masculine energy right now, and so are you. We're speaking. We're showing mm-hmm. up. We're, this requires... Um, masculine energy, which means now after the call, we might need to <laughs> go into meditation, go for a walk, take a bath, you know, to balance out that energy. Um, masculine energy shows up through action and performance. Um, so whether that is public speaking, whether that is, um, I mean, depending on your job, any, any, facets of your job where you are performing and you, you are achieving in some yeah. way. Um, yeah. yeah that makes a lot of sense. That you can think of for the masculine. No, I feel like this is like an amazing, um, oh, so like masculine. Yeah. Just always being in action, feeling like I have to achieve more and more. Um, I totally, that's exactly what comes to mind. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it, it's kind of interesting too. And this is like why I love getting into like the astrology because I love, I find also there's an influence of your natal chart, depending which elements you have more in your chart, it's going to kind of show up, um, in your masculine, masculine and your feminine. Cause each Zodiac sign has an element and some of those elements are more feminine and some are more masculine. So like I have a lot of fire in my chart, um, which is a very masculine, like think about fire, right? Think about action showing up. So what sign are you? Well, if you look at, I'm I'm a Taurus sun sign, I'm a Gemini moon sign, and I'm an Aquarius uh, rising sign. But if you look at my full natal chart, I've got a lot of fire um, signs. I have a lot of Sagittarius. um, I have a lot of Aries. So that's if I'm you, sorry, what did you call that? Na- natal your, chart? Your natal chart. Yeah. So in my online program, I take everybody through their full natal chart. And mm-hmm. um, it's fascinating because you can see where you maybe have more feminine to masculine. And I think it's important to honor that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like, you know, honoring. Um, I actually don't really have 
any, I think I have one water sign, which is kind of funny because I, I teach people how to manage their emotions. And if you think think, like, I only have one. And so I actually don't have a lot of water at all. So I actually don't have that more emotional side, which I know is super ironic, but I think that's why I'm able to do what I do because I don't be able to detach because I have more of the fire yeah, and earth and air. So I have the intellectual air qualities. I have the grounding earth qualities, and then I have the very fire motivating qualities. And so you don't get wrapped up in people's emotions. Right. Um, But anyways, so it's, I feel like it's important to know because if you do have a lot of water in your chart, that's a very feminine, that's very, it's very feminine, right? It's a, it's about emotions. It's about feeling, it's about processing. So it's almost like you have to honor what you might have a little bit more of, and Hmm. that's also okay, you know? Yeah. And it's beautiful because I love like a natal chart, I guess would be, if you think about it, similar to a personality test or Myers-Briggs test. It's just so beautiful to be aware of certain qualities that you could have just to have the awareness. So then you know what you need more of and less of in your life. And yeah, yeah. I love, I'm a, I'm a total nerd when it comes to all that stuff. So I'm glad that you just helped me discover a new one. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And actually this is a perfect um, way to chat about um, the six week meditation course that I'm doing with you, because mm-hmm. as we were talking about the, uh, the masculine energy, uh, would you say that masculine energy has a lot to do with um, like overthinking as well? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, as soon as we shift into the future or we shift into the past, we're not present. And to cultivate feminine energy is to cultivate presence. So if you're overthinking about the future, whether that's planning or goal setting or worrying about the future, you're, you're moving and shifting yourself out of the present state. And in order to be fully like, like, deeply at peace and like joyful and happy it's to to be really really present and that requires um that feminine energy absolutely and thanks to you I've been totally uh binging on Eckhart Tolle because (laughs) (laughs) part of like the resources you share is like some of his meditations and it's just crazy how I I've no I've read his book The Power of Now um okay. a couple I think it was uh, 4 years ago and I actually had an incredible experience this was when I was away traveling by myself in Ecuador and I was reading this book The Power of Now on hammock in a hammock mm-hmm. and out of nowhere I just understood what he That's meant true. by it yeah. <laughs> and uh, did you say you got goosebumps? Yeah, I just got so many shivers. Oh, that's crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I was fully present out of nowhere. And my, just my sense of self, my higher self just told me, just go for a walk. Just go for a walk right now. I put my book down. I went for a walk down to the beach and then back. And th- throughout the whole walk, mm-hmm. I think it was maybe 20 minutes to 40 minutes long. I can't even remember. I was fully present the whole time. And by presence, meaning my mind wasn't in the past, wasn't in the future. And I just felt everything was vibrating around me. I had so much love for every single human that passed me by. I had no judgment in me to myself or other others. And it was just this like, whoa, huge, huge moment and shift in my consciousness. 
And um, so I'm saying this story because actually now that through the six-week meditation course that I'm doing with you, you uh, also love sharing some resources from your favorite uh, spiritual teachers, right? Yeah. And so I don't Move into Eckhart Tolle online a little bit on YouTube, just like listening to him speak, which is, by the way, so soothing because he's just so present. You could just feel that. So present. <laughs> um, and then I, I, I stumbled upon a video with him with Oprah, and she, they were talking about his book, A New Earth. And I had been given this book by my mom years and years ago, and out of nowhere, I remember I still have it on my shelf. Mm. So I went, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. It was yesterday. It's crazy. Um, I went to my bookshelf yesterday and I'm like, this is the next book I'm supposed to be reading. And throughout like this like time where we're staying at home, I wanted to like read a lot more. So I'm starting to read book. And then there's a part of the book that says, oh my gosh, I'm flipping through it now. Um, oh yeah, here. Uh, this book is about you. It will change your state of consciousness or it will be meaningless. It can only awaken those who are ready. Not everyone is ready. Ooh, yeah. But get this, the, the page that I last left off, uh, like I think this was like 10 years ago, my mom gave me this book. Yeah. I stopped there 10 years ago oh. Oh and out of nowhere, God. I feel like it's my, it, now I'm ready. I'm ready oh. for this book. And I was reading oh. it yesterday and today and it's, like exactly what I'm supposed to be reading right now. I love that so much. And it's so true. I have a bit of a similar story, but it was, it was like nine years ago when I was working for Lululemon and we had a, a like self-development library and you could take books out, sign it out, and then you would return it. And um, the power of now was the book that I took out and um I, I, I didn't get it. Nothing. Like, wow. <laughs> I was like this book, I, I can't understand it. Like I was like, it was yeah. just, I was not ready at all for it. Um, and then I picked it up again about two years ago and I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> gold. Like it was like every sentence I was like, I could read one sentence over, like I could keep yeah. reading it like eight times and it would have a different meaning. And, um, it was, it just goes to show, like you said, like it's, um, yeah, you're, it's, it's That's a so tiny cool. thing. And I That's think it's so cool that you had the same experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's important for people to know also because um, I have a lot of clients that are really frustrated with their family members or their significant other for not being maybe on the same path as them or at the same level of consciousness. And I think it's really important to, um, to just recognize one, why you're so triggered by that. And two, I always like to remind myself, like Steph, remember where you were eight years ago? Like you were not in a state of consciousness. So who are you to judge? Like, who are you to judge this person for not being exactly like that's That's crazy that you just said that I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. It like reminded me of how much I, I personally can judge others for not being conscious, but then I'm yeah. like, but that's me being unconscious. It is. It, it, yeah. yeah. And they're your biggest, they're your biggest teaching tool. So if somebody is unconscious in your life, they are an incredible tool for you to stay in a state of consciousness. Like what better teaching ground or tool if you're around unconscious people? Um, 
so yeah, I like to remind myself of that where it's like, okay, they're, you know, they're, they're teaching me right now. How can I still stay, stay in that state? Even when I'm not around somebody that is conscious. Exactly. And it's so, it's so comforting to know that you could just be at peace and observe yourself and not have to deal with getting angry or having an argument with someone or 100%. you could just be like, whoa, I'm aware that I'm judging someone. But am I really judging myself? Yes. What is being reflected? Yeah. Let me just like process this. And then the word that always makes me feel at peace is just like accept. Like you can't control anything or else or an environment. If you just accept, like choose it, like accept it as if you chose this moment, that always brings you back to peace. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, peace. Oh God. I've been, I've been reflecting a lot on peace lately. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it kind of goes back to the new foundations that we're building collectively. And I think with these new paradigms, it's um, we're being invited to look at our life and see where we're not living from a state of peace and then make the necessary adjust- adjustments. Adjustments. No, I'm joking. <laughs> adjustments. adjustments. <laughs> I have this I have this thing where I always like to when people screw up a word, I like to just like poke fun and just say the word back the same way. I don't know where I it came love- from, but <laughs> That's so funny. I know you love to laugh, so I always just like yeah, I appreciated that. <laughs> no, every time I'm gonna have to try Josh Wrench. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, anyway. So <laughs> That's my inner child coming out. I love right. that. And that's <laughs> like your inner child is presence. Like, like, like laughing when you have, I've been like experiencing a lot of belly laughs this year, like uncontrollable oh. belly laughs where my abs hurt. And, oh. and I was like, I haven't experienced this in a really long time. And it's, I'm so like happy and like proud that I'm like getting back to that state. And that's, yeah, it's a very, it's a very feminine quality because it's your, to, to have those belly laughs where your abs hurt, like you have to be so present, you know? Oh, those are the best. They have are. you ever cried and laughed at the same yes, time? Like, ge- but like genuinely yeah, like cried. I yeah. like, okay. You know, when you have this like laughter where you just, you're laughing and tears are coming out of your eyes, right? Yeah. That's one type of crying and laughing. Yeah. I once had a, a weird moment in my life where I was laughing so hard that out of nowhere, I shifted to like sadness and crying and I was crying, like crying, like in pain. And yeah. then I shifted back into laughing super hard <laughs> and it was all in the span of like four minutes. <laughs> and my friends were looking at me like, what is happening? Is she happy? Is she sad? I don't understand. That only happened once. I have no idea what that was, but it was some kind of great release. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just needed to feel whatever you needed to feel, right? <laughs> that, is yeah. that is amazing. <laughs> Oh man. So I want to move to, I think, uh, sharing my kind of experience with uh, the six week meditation course. I remember when I first started my photography business and I began to notice that I was wasting so much time typing the same responses over and over again in email. It got to the point where I didn't have much time for other tasks that would actually help me grow my business because I was spending hours and hours a day on emails. Does that sound familiar to you? 
To solve this problem for myself, I started to create canned responses that I could copy into an email and customize it for every single inquiry and client. This has saved me loads of time and now emails are less daunting as a result. You can also get your hands on these exact email templates I've created since they are now available for you in my shop. The email templates guide for wedding photographers includes 26 email templates, and not only does it have those in there, but every single template has an explanation of why I respond the way I do. I created this guide to show you that you can respond by being yourself while at the same time strategically being on top of emails in a way that requires less back and forth between you and your client or inquiry. This way, you can serve couples well, but also have boundaries in place to have a healthy work-life balance for yourself. To get your hands on these so you can implement them into your business right away, head over to saramonica.com forward slash email guide. And when you get there, just scroll down and you'll find a whole breakdown of all the templates that are included. So head over to saramonica.com forward slash email guide right now. Guys, I wanted to be uh, kind of really open and vulnerable with the experiences that I had because I always love to do that with you so that you guys feel less alone and that so you guys can see that I also, well, we're all human we all deal with pain, some sort of pain and that it's possible to work through it and Literally, thanks to Steph's course, I'm on day 10. I've just like already worked through so much pain. I could literally feel a whole shift in my mindset, my body, my spirituality, everything. Um, so I think it's just really important to share. So I thought I would just literally read from like to you guys word for word. And I will just like, I'll, I'll chat with uh, Steph about this and you guys can take it in. But I'm just going to like read to Steph what my breakthroughs were. Um, and we'll just go from there. So, okay. So Steph, day one was about root chakra. Mm -hmm. So day one, I had one of my bigger (laughs) breakthroughs and I wanted to share it. So first of all, so when it asked, um, when prompted, okay, actually, let me just share. So day one, the meditation theme was to acknowledge your potential and strength. Right. Um, and then the mantra was, um, along the lines of having, uh, like telling yourself that you are uh, strength and of many talents. And something that I found so interesting throughout all the daily meditations is that sometimes there, sometimes there's a theme and I go into the meditation with that theme in mind and the meditation is around that theme. But sometimes out of nowhere, something else pops up that like is ready to be dealt with. Mm, so good. Do, do you know what I mean by Absolutely. that? Yeah. yeah. Tapping into your intuition, right? And your higher self. And so that's beautiful. I love that. So, okay. So there was a question. So after every meditation, there's a bunch of question prompts that you can journal through and go in deeper. Uh, and it definitely makes a difference to actually write everything out instead of just thinking about it. I've, I used to take the shortcut and I used to be like, yeah, I'll just answer these in my head. But guys, like it t- makes a huge difference if you actually just write out everything you're feeling without yeah, any filter. Uh, so, okay. So the question was when prompted to a time you didn't feel good enough. What was the experience that came up? So I'm not going to share names of these certain experiences just to keep that private. But um, so when I was younger, I would hang out alone with these two girls after school uh, because their mom was babysitting them. So they were like best friends. So I wrote here in my journal, 
when uh, blank and blank, so names, <laughs> would hang out alone together while I was there. And it felt like I, I felt like I wasn't welcome mm -hmm. because they used to uh, like literally whisper something in each other's ear. I would be right there and I'd be like, oh, what are you guys talking about? They'd be like, nothing <laughs> and giggle and like turn away and they would be playing with each other. I would just be there standing, not included. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, it felt like I had to be there because my mom couldn't come home from work earlier. And I knew my parents um, were stressed, so I didn't want to be a bother. And I couldn't ask for me to stop going there after school. Um, so that when it asked me, what feelings came up for you? I had to like go inside and, be, and actually go back into that moment and relive that moment again and these were this is how I felt worthlessness not belonging hurt mm. sadness loneliness like I was weird like nobody wanted to be friends with me helplessness and isolation in those experiences that's how I felt wow. and so it created like trauma right and wow. um I think Steph you speak to this is is the right um uh kind of terminology is it somatic fears kind yeah, of like fears yeah, that get stuck within your body and your cells absolutely and any emotion, yeah, so that's any of those emotions that you talked about they store in our energetic field right if they're not digested and processed and we're not taught as little girls and boys how to we digest our food every day but we're not taught how to digest our emotions yeah. 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 Which should be taught in school. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this was something that has, I've felt a lot of pain for, for years. And guys, this was like 20 years ago, maybe. So this was so long ago and I was wow. still holding on to this and I still feel this like anxiety. I still have like some, a lot of people, but I do have social anxiety in like situations where there's more than one person yeah. because I'm scared of like, past events rehappening, like people laughing right beside me and not telling me what they're talking about, not being included. That was super traumatic for me. Like I dealt with that for like months and months after like seeped into my being that, um, yeah, this came up for me day one of the meditation. And wow. then when it came to the question of like, what do you, what do you declare universe to at this time? This is literally what I wrote. Uh, so I feel not ready to let it go because then I know I will need to build new friendships and new relationships. I know it's what I want, but I also feel exhausted at the thought of it. But if not now, then when? Yeah. And then <laughs> this is so random, but I watched a, a movie on Mr. Rogers. So this is where this comes in. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Rogers <laughs> was such a beautiful example of simply wanting to be there for people, no matter their response. And I want to be that person too. If I don't let go, I'm holding back being love. Mm. So I went in that answer in my journal from being straight up just saying like, I'm not ready and accepting that feeling to working through it and talking through it by being inspired by, let's say, Mr. Rogers, so random, but <laughs> that's what my inspiration was in that moment yeah. um, to being like, well, I've already held on to this for 20 years. Like if I'm not ready now, when will I let it go? And then something weird happened. Something just told me, <laughs> go on Facebook, right? And it wasn't like a, oh, let, let me just like avoid this work right now. Something told me to go on Facebook and look up those girls uh, that 
that did bully me then, right? And I went on there and um, this is what I wrote about the first girl. So I said, I just went on Facebook and I see now that blank, so her name, is happily married with a son. She is a mom now. She is love and she made a mistake as a human and so have I before. I forgive her genuinely from my heart and send her love. And then I did um, an I forgive you, I'm sorry, thank you, I love you, yes. which is a ho'oponopono yes. um, forgiveness technique. I and I literally just, it melted away from me. Mm. And I don't have that, I literally don't have that pain in me anymore. I have an understanding of that situation. Yeah. And I have this, had this beautiful shift of perspective where if I didn't go through that, maybe I wouldn't be as... Um, um, conscious to being like aware of people's feelings or yes. so that's where it's like if you guys haven't heard of Ho'oponopono it's uh you forgive the person and then you say I'm sorry because if you have hold resentment that sends like a negative energy their way so you're saying I'm sorry for holding on to that you thank them so thank you for the lessons and then ending off with I love you because in the end we are all love yes. um, so that was like an incredible breakthrough with one person and I and I won't go on into because there were three other people that I had to do this with right um and it was just the same thing I went on the on their Facebooks I saw hey they're a whole new person now they're parents now they're married like they've transformed they were just doing their best and I was able to like let go of that um and actually even reach out to one of them to like reconnect too that's so amazing thank you for that stuff. Oh, I love that. And like, what a beautiful, like testament that that's you literally doing the work. Like you did the meditation, you did the journaling, you had the breakthrough, you had the clarity, you did the forgiveness. Like that is the stuff that works. Like that is how we emotionally heal through trauma and we let go of those past experiences. And I think, you know, it was so amazing that you went on to see them currently now, because when you, when you can make, I think that was such an essential step to the healing for you, because, um, for me anyways, when I often look at people in this present moment that maybe hurt me in the past, I'm able to look at them from, um, as if I'm seeing them as their inner child or seeing them from that, what's, what we often say is the, that wounded space because, um, hurt people hurt people. Right. So it's like that, whatever they were doing in that moment, it was just coming from a wounded space on their end. And so if you can see her or them from like, okay, that was a wounded action or a wounded behavior based on their trauma. And now look at where they are in this moment. Um, present moment like that is that's the healing right it's a shift that the a miracle happens when you have a shift in perspective so just by having that shift in perspective you brought that miracle of healing into your vibrational field which is so yeah yeah and I love how you shared that different that different perspective of like look at them as like their inner child or um or um hurt people hurt people yes it's true Yeah. Um, Yeah. So thank you for that. I've done so much work on that in the last few years. And even like, I think probably a lot of people listening to this, um, a lot of people probably have um, 
programs from their parents. I would say that's probably the most common one that comes up from mom and dad. And what I love doing with my parents is um, seeing them from, like just seeing them as a child, you know, like just see them as a child. And when you do that, oh my God, it's beautiful. You will only send them so much love because think about it. If you're, if you're speaking to a child, you're only going to speak to that child from a place of love. So what if as adults, we actually saw the inner child in everybody? That's so beautiful. Yeah. That's so true. And especially it's kind of even, it takes us to even a place of um, unconditional love because we, if we see children, we know that, Hey, they're still growing, they're still learning, but why can't we look yeah. at humans? Yeah. I'm sorry, humans, yeah. adults, that, adults that way, right? Like yeah. we're all still yeah. growing and learning yes. and making yeah. mistakes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's for, I love that. It's so helpful. And I use it. Look at my parents like little yeah children now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really, really That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like I want to share uh, the second breakthrough because it's a little, it's to do with like masculine energy. And I think it's a great fit for um, maybe inspiring someone to let go of some sort of masculine energy, just, just like I have in this time. Um, so this was actually day two and to do with the root chakra. Um, and the meditation theme was I accept my place in the world and with concentration, I allow my inner self to develop with grace and ease. I am successful. So again, as I mentioned before, like different things come up in like, it's so random. It might not go with the theme. It might. Um, but what happened, what came up for me here was, uh, so the, one of the questions was what energy and stresses am I holding onto that aren't mine? Um, and I said, carrying others energy uh i I guess throughout all this time when everyone's like really fearful and steph can you hear me yes i can okay perfect just checking because we were having some uh um delays okay and then there's another one here uh so another question was what worries are you holding on to from a place of fear which is an amazing question and this is where i really had to look in because and then i just had to keep staying looking inward and what came up was overwhelm and a feeling of lack of time and this was even right now and I have so much time because I don't really have that much work to do so I was like why do I feel overwhelmed and why do I feel like there's a lack of time so then um the feet I had uh, the next point was fear of getting busy by connecting with others more deeply that was interesting that came up and then feeling like I only have x amount of energy per day so I'm in lack and I'm in the mode of protecting it but then I feel like I don't live a full life. So just to paint you guys a picture and you stuff like of what I was doing, I was overthinking my every single move every day, which was exhausting. I don't know what, what it was, but I, I would overthink things to the point where, hmm, should I go for a walk right now? I don't know. And I would play out the pros and cons. Oh, should I, should I uh, go upstairs, maybe like read a little and I would play play out the pros and cons and guys, this would take 10 minutes sometimes. And it's just like exhausting. I don't know where that came from right now. As I'm saying this, I see three through three, which is interesting. Yes. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Someone's coming through right now too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I love our conversation stuff. Oh my God. So yeah, it, I, don't, I don't know where this came from, 
but I felt like a slave to it for like the past couple of years, overthinking every little. So uh, the next question was, when you avoided or postponed things? Um, so this is what I wrote. This is me being very vulnerable. Um, postponing, getting back to people because I'm scared they will suck my energy. I'm also scared of constantly having to be on my phone if I chat more with people and connect with people more. I'm also past connecting relationships with drama, with different situations I've had before. Um, and I'm scared of staying normal, quote unquote, and doing what everyone else does. I want to be excellent at what I do and have a positive impact, which is really weird. So I like the thing that I, I'm not- I noticed every single statement I underlined, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. And what I realized was that scared, fear is ego, right? Protecting yeah. itself. Yeah. And that means that I was creating, if I'm overthinking, that means I'm just sitting in fear and yeah. making a decision out of fear, possibly, if I'm kind of weighing that with the pros and cons like crazy, right? Yeah. So... Okay. Yeah. So actually let me read on. So the next question was, once you accept this distraction from a non-judgmental space, how can you shift this reality? So this is what I wrote. The distraction is fear, made up stories, not facts. What if I decided to experiment with trying to be more responsive and connected? I could always go back if I don't enjoy it. So Mm. it's so weird how like me overthinking I, re- I recognize it as ego and fear, and I recognize that it took away my peace. Yes. And I decided to just sit in feeling in my body. I'm like, okay, do I want to read this book? And I would just, instead yeah. of going into my mind, I went into my, how does yes. my body feel? Yes. And I have this like weird, warm energy coming around my heart whenever something feels like a yes. yes. And whenever something feels like a no, I have this weird like circling energy in my throat and in oh. my stomach. Oh my gosh, so amazing. And I was able to like realize all of that just through yes. like doing this meditation yes. and journaling through it. And yes. it was only day two. And then yeah. ever since that day, I felt so peaceful every day. I've been so much more decisive. I don't feel exhausted from yeah. the overthinking. Yeah. Man. There's, I'm like, <laughs> oh, there's so many things. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you. Like, thank you so much for sharing that. There are people that are listening this listening to this need to hear that and it's as you were sharing your experience of um you the, the thinking of should i go read a book should i go for a walk i can relate to that so much years ago that's literally how i used to live and it is exhausting because you can never really make a decisive um like a decision and be really decisive. And not only that, it's mentally, like the mental chatter is just, it's overwhelming. And um, I experienced a massive shift in that way in the last, um, definitely in the last year. And so for people to also understand, and I know you touched on this, but your mind is your ego, your body and your heart, right? That is, that is the, that feminine essence, right? And where we're shifting collectively right now, this is why the systems are crumbling. This is why everything's happening in the world right now, because we're being invited for the first time to shift 
from living from a place of ego, which is how we've all been programmed to live, using our mind to shifting into our body and shifting into our heart. And so same as you now, I make pretty decisive decisions each day because I just ask myself, Steph, what do you want to do? And I just do it based on how it feels in my body. So then there's no, there's no overthinking and overanalyzing. There's none of that, right? You're tuning into your body. And when you drop into that, you get to experience surrender and that's surrender. You know, I don't know if you've read the book, the surrender experiment, but that I highly recommend that book for anybody that hasn't read it because it teaches you how to, to dismantle the ego and to drop into your body, to drop into surrender, to drop into trust. Um, and yeah. fear, I mean, fear just stands for false evidence appearing real, right? It's- yeah. Which by the way, blew my mind when I read that. Yeah. Guys, if you spell out fear, right? So th- say that slower stuff. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fear, false <laughs> evidence appearing real is what it stands for. It's crazy. Yeah. It's all ego. It's all ego. And this, think about also everything that's happening collectively, like through the political system and oh my gosh, the education system, we're being invited to drop into our hearts and our bodies. We're being invited to dismantle the ego. And the thing that's crazy. It's the way we've lived. Like that's, it's an old paradigm. It's just not working anymore. And the thing that's crazy is like, before, when I realized that me overthinking created decisions made out of fear, right? Yeah. But um, if we all make decisions out of fear, it can go down a deep, dark rabbit hole that we can't get out of in a sense. So one thing that came to me, like a mantra at the end of this like journaling session was my concentration needs to be love, love for myself and others. So if I just ask myself every time I need to make a decision, no matter if it's business or personal, if I'm like, is this decision coming out of fear? Am I in a place of fear? Is my heart pounding faster if I have to make this decision? Like, let's say, for example, right now, a lot of photographers have to reschedule weddings, right? And a lot of them are coming from a place of fear with like, but what about my income next year? Right. Which is totally valid fear. But there's a way to make a decision out of love for yourself, meaning you will still protect your income, but also meet in the middle and make a decision, helping your clients, giving your clients love. uh, So they feel like they're well taken care of in this situation too. That is just not anyone's fault. Right. So if I just focus on right now, I need to make a decision for myself out of love. What do I want for myself or for someone else out of love? I mean, that's to me, that's just like the ultimate way to live in a peaceful way like full of just surrender and trust that everything will be okay it happens to the best of us we get fired up about starting our photography business and then when we make it happen we feel on top of the world but then bam it hits us we feel stuck with no clue of what our next best move should be I know what that's like because I've been there many times before, but with the right guidance, I was actually able to gain clarity and achieve the next level of success I wanted in both my business and my life. 
So if you're ready for me to help you discover what it is that you really want next and how to make it happen one small step at a time, then head over to saramonica.com forward slash coaching and book your coaching session with me. Remember, never stop learning and never get comfortable because your dreams lie just outside of your comfort zone. That's saramonica.com forward slash coaching. And I think like every time you said love there, like I kept hearing the word alignment, alignment, alignment. And I think people, there's a lot of people that don't know what it feels like to live a life in alignment and to live a life in alignment means to live a life from the essence and the state of grace and love. So when you can turn in and ask yourself that question, right? Like you said, am I making this decision from a place of fear or love? That's going to guide you into, oh, okay, what's in alignment And, and meditation right? And turning in is a tool for us to actually ask ourselves those questions. Am I living a life that's in alignment? Yeah. And then only you can answer that question, right? Because only you know what's in alignment for you. Yeah. And Steph, what would you say to people that that feel intimidated by meditation or feel like they have to do it a certain way or, um, you know, that just create that excuse in their minds or they're not ready. Maybe it's not an excuse, right? Maybe they're just not ready for it in this chapter of their lives. But I know that for the longest time I had the excuse of, but I don't have like a meditation, um, like corner and it has to be perfect and I have to have it all nice and cozy and like all that stuff. You can literally just lie down on the floor or on your bed and meditate. So like what, what advice would you have for those that feel intimidated by it? I think the, the message that my guides always share with me is make your life a moving prayer. And um, I repeat that to myself often. And I want other people to repeat that to themselves often, because when you, when you make your life a moving prayer, you can actually bring meditation into your everyday experience. So if you're really intimidated, I mean, the, the program is a great, it's a great structured guideline to get you started. But if that's still intimidating for you, then you want to bring, try and bring in mindfulness techniques into your everyday experience. So going for a walk and don't take your phone. Like that's a great first step. Don't take your phone, go for a walk. And I would do this with Walnut, my dog, (laughs) and I would not bring my phone. And all I would do is just look. I would look around, I would look at the colors, I would look at, oh my God, the amount of like animals that I noticed and different types of birds that I would notice. Um, And if I had my phone, right, I wasn't able to get into that meditative state, but I, that's a walking meditation, right? It's Mm. my everyday experience. And even when I'm walking, like tuning into my breath, as simple as that, like breathing, oh, what does my breath sound like today? You know? And, um, you can, showering is another time that I go into meditation. When I shower, I actually cleanse my body with my hands and I say my prayers. I invite in Archangel Michael to cleanse me of any um, energetic cords and any density that I may have picked up from, from that day. And that's a meditative experience for me in the shower. So you don't have to necessarily sit in Lotus in the perfect, you know, corner or nook that you've created in your home and drop into meditation. You can, you can bring presence into your, your everyday experience. You can bring prayer in, um, into your everyday experience. I think 
all of us need to be doing that more. I love that perspective. And yeah. and also just to share, like, so Steph's meditations, they're they're not the kind that's kind of like headspace where it's just still and totally quiet or just quiet alone with yourself. Uh, she creates a different type of experience where uh, she asks you questions. There's beautiful, like calming music that just like focus on your inner or your higher self. And when she asks you questions and gives you prompts throughout the whole experience, it's very just relaxing and calming. And then your intuition just keeps popping up and you just kind of get answers to what you need right now. And I love her meditations for that reason, because instead of my mind going crazy and chattering um, in that silent meditation, which definitely has, I have, I definitely have create space for that too, because it's important to know how to just be still and observe your thoughts and let them float by. But hers is designed in a way where you really feel at peace and so centered and we're knowing and understanding of what you need in yourself. Um, So it's kind of even less, the least intimidating meditation I could even think of in a way, you know what I mean? Thank you so much for just sharing it in that way. The, The reason I designed it that way is because I want to encourage people to connect more to their intuition and their higher self, because we have so much wisdom that's, that, if we connect to our soul and the the answers that our soul has, um, it can guide us through any storm, through any chaotic moment. And it's the, the reason it's structured that way is to almost train people to tap into that because that's where you get these, these downloads, these intuitive hits, these insights, that's where the healing takes place. Um, and then the music is, you know, I use a lot of theta and alpha waves to, to calm the brain waves down because when we calm that down, we calm the central nervous system and it makes it a lot easier to tap into the part of the brain where you do access your, your intuition. Yeah. I found that so fascinating too. And yeah. it totally works. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That's- yeah. My pleasure. So guys, um, if you're interested in her six, six week meditation course, then it'll, you can find the link in the show notes um, at sarahmonica.com forward slash 25. Um, so it'll be linked in there. If you feel like this is like calling at you right now and it's like the perfect time for you to do this. Um, and lastly, I think we wanted to jump into some energy healing techniques, right? Stuff and talking a little bit about Ruby med. Um, so yeah, share with us about that. Of course. So, um, I love energy healing and meditation is obviously a form of, um, energy healing. Um, but one modality that I use that, um, Sarah has also used for a few years is called, um, Rubimed psychosomatic, um, healing. And basically the, the philosophy of that is that, um, we have life force that flows through all of us. And, um, this life force dictates our mood, it dictates our health, our energy, and then also dictates our ability to actually connect with other beings. Um, so if you think about, um, different cultures call it different things. So in Chinese culture, they call it the chi. Um, in the Indian culture, it's known as the prana, which you, for any yogis that are listening to this, you've probably heard of prana before. And, um, also the the energy um, that flows through our system it flows through what's called the chakra system and so um, 
I like to refer to it as almost like a wheel. So think about the chakras as like a circular wheel. And so we have seven spinning centers. Um, so your root, your sacral, solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye, up to crown. And these wheels um, is the energy that spins and flows through the chakra system. Um, and so it's amazing because this energy center actually, if, if you want to look at the, the scientific piece of that, it connects to the endocrine glands, our organs, the areas of our nervous system. And so this is um, the understanding of the, the mind-body-soul connection, right? And so when our energy is flowing well, our organs are also going to be working in the most optimal way, right? Um, yeah, so that's basically, you know, Rubimed is all about, I, I test for the energetic blocks um, and those energetic blocks can prevent you from really moving forward in your life, whether that's through work relationships um, and so on. And it's, um, you know, you shared today some of your past um, traumas and you know when I say trauma trauma sounds like such an intense word it, it's like <laughs> actually yeah is there another word that we could be using it's, it's really intense I had my sister she's so funny I had her say to me this was a while ago she's like I never knew you had so much trauma like, kind of <laughs> as like a joke like I yeah funny because like I if you know I had a great childhood and yeah, I love my parents dearly and my family dearly, and but I'm always like I am working through this trauma, and this trauma. So yeah. it sounds super intense. So I'm just gonna clarify that with people, um, and maybe you listening to this, you have had very intense trauma, like um, you know your parents going through a divorce or you know sexual trauma, you know something really big like that. So I'm not undermining that at all, um, but you can also experience trauma and we're just going to call it a block because blocks yeah. sound a little less um intense mm -hmm. um but you can experience an emotional block by you know getting in a fight with with a friend or yeah having being bullied or your friends talking about you behind your back or um you know you getting up and doing your first um you know doing public speaking and all the kids laughing at you you know mm -hmm. you know all of those create these these blocks yeah. um, and then they prevent us from our authentic self. And that's what energy healing is all about. It's about peeling back the layers of the onion, peeling back the blocks so we can get to the core and the truth of who we are. And um, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, Rubamed is one modality to do that, but you can do that through um, meditation, through journaling you can do it through reiki you can do it um you know there's lots of there's lots yeah. of options out there you just have to i think find the areas that you're most the the modalities that you're most drawn to and then working with a practitioner or a mentor that um you're energetically just really really connected to i think that's the most important part yeah, what I found really cool about Ruby Mad was that you can specifically let me know which chakra is kind of blocked yes. and like when that emotional block could have even happened in my yes. life. Oh, maybe when you were 16 and uh, here are maybe some things 
to focus on, to work on now. And um, so I find that so fascinating because I feel like it's like a little like, um, what, what would you call it? Uh, like a, like a, like a fast track, like yeah, a fast track to you figuring track. out like where, what you should work yes. on next. And yeah. that's why yeah. I love, that's why I love RubyMed so much. I, I had a really cool experience where I tested a psychotherapist and she had been in the industry for about 20 years and I tested her and I told her the block that came up and, um, she was like, so aware, like I can test the awareness. So how, how aware that person is of the emotional block. And I, and she had like a, it was high. It was like 80 or 90% awareness. I was like, okay, you're super aware of this. This is like what came up. And I'm like, of course she's aware of it. She's a psychotherapist. She's probably been like (laughs) working on this, you know? And so I shared it with her and she was like, yep. Like she knew exactly what it was, what happened, the age, everything. And I found, I feel like she was brought into my life from my angels and my guides to explain to me the, the process of energetically releasing trauma and blocks because here was an amazing, successful professional in the industry who had been working on this block for 20 years. Okay. She's like, I know. I know this block. I've been working on it. And so when she left, I thought, oh, how interesting. She's been working on it, but she hasn't, she hasn't worked through it because it came up. And so I was like, wow, this is incredible. And this is not undermining. I psychotherapists are amazing. I've Mm -hmm. personally gone to psychotherapy. I'm a, a lot of my clients see psychotherapists. I recommend it often. I think it's wonderful to have somebody to talk to. I think it's wonderful to bring the trauma and the blocks to the conscious awareness. My whole perspective, however, with RubyMed is, can you do psychotherapy to bring it to the conscious awareness, but then can we work through the energy of the block? And that's the stuff that fascinates me where I'm like, oh, we need to work through the energy of the block, not just talk about it, but yeah. the emotion and the energy. And that's when Ruben, where Rubimet comes in. So that's beautiful. Yeah, really cool. And I, I really feel like she was guided into my life from my angels for me to, to understand it deeper. Oh, it, that puts a little fire under my butt to be like, <laughs> to be like, oh my God, all these people that are working with psychotherapists, which is great. Keep doing it. Yeah. But then where can we do now the energy work with that? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's so exciting. How beautiful that things can go, go so hand in hand to create yeah. incredible results. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah. Did you have those energy healing techniques oh, yes. to share? Yes. So, <laughs> okay. so, um, we touched on actually some of these, but, um, one energy technique that you can do, this is really just getting back to the basics of like boosting your immune system. Um, but I'm going to share a little, um, tip from Kyle Gray. If you don't file Kyle Gray, I love him. He talks a lot about angels. He's taught me a lot about connecting to archangels and I have his prayer book, which I love. It's one of my favorite books. Um, if you're just getting into, bringing in prayer into your everyday experience. He's a really great um, mentor for that. So he talks about cleansing, toning, and moisturizing. So (laughs) it's a fun little 
analogy, but basically um, this is a form of energy healing that you can do on yourself. So the cleansing, the first thing to do is cleanse, which is all about releasing the um, heavy energies that you might be holding on to. So you want to actually cleanse your body. So this could be, you know, doing big arm circles um, in the air. So back, you know, sweeping the arms overhead, big circle, and then bringing the palms to touch in through your heart. Or this could be cleansing in the shower. Mm -hmm. um, this could be, um, you know, doing journaling where you're, where you're writing out, I am releasing or I am letting go of, but it's all about letting go. And so if you are interested in welcoming in some archangels, Archangel Michael is a great one to start with. You can welcome him in. He will come in with his big sword and actually cut the, the, the heavy, dense energy, the, the anger, the resentment, the set, whatever you're holding on to, and can help you cut um, those um, energies from your energetic field. So that's the cleansing um, process. Um, and then your next step is to actually um, tone. <laughs> so the toning process is about reaffirming the love and um, the light that you are. So, um, you know, you could say something like, you know, I, it's all about basically remembering who you are at a core level. So you could say something like, I am love, I am light, or light always outshines darkness. Um, I am a child of God. I am a um, representation of um, light or um, I am a part of source. I am a part of spirit, whatever it is that you can tone mm -hmm. and recognize the love that the truth of who you are, which is really just is coming back to that space of love, right? We're all a child of, of God, source, spirit, universe, whatever, whatever <laughs> word you want to use, but it's, it's toning and reminding yourself the essence of who you truly are. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's easy. <laughs> so, so easy. Um, and yeah, so that's basically the, the process. And, um, you know, if you want to get deeper into some energy healing, I often suggest for people to, you know, find a Reiki practitioner or an energy therapist and, you know, dive a bit deeper into it. But I think that's a, that's a great start. Um, and lots of sleep. I know that seems so basic. Oh yeah. <laughs> sleep is one of the best energy healing tools you can give yourself. Yeah. So, so uh, Steph, so did you say number one was cleanse and then tone? And then was there a third one? Oh yes. So the last point, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I like totally skipped over. That's cool. Um, is basically the the moisturizing right. of it. Um, and that, at that point you can basically call in any, um, I mean, you can do it through the cleansing, but you can, um, you can call in any angels to help you with this, or you can call in your guides, or you can call in your guardian angel for you to really step into that space of light. Um, Got it. yeah. And then you can also do, um, yeah, you can do some breath work there as well. So just taking those nice deep grounding breaths, calling them in, 
um, and just sort of like, yeah, moisturizing that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that that's awesome. And so me personally, I, I actually, I'm not there believe in angels in a way, but I can maybe angel just isn't the word that speaks to me, but I yeah, believe in like a presence, right? So yeah. if you guys are listening to this and you can't kind of relate to angels, just like even knowing that you taking a shower, you cleansing yourself, you moving yeah. a little bit, you focusing in on that you are love. Yes. And then just like, yeah, just bo- whatever you can call in that feels right to you energy wise, just totally. do that. Absolutely. And I think angels, um, I mean, I'm obsessed with angels, but (laughs) my mom has her whole Christmas tree is literally angels. So I definitely like got it from somewhere, but (laughs) I, I think because I'm clairvoyant, so I'm able to see, and I have been able to connect with some of, of the archangels and actually see the essence of what they, they look like. And so I think it's important to, for, for those, like you said, that are listening, that are like, I don't know if I believe in angels, come back to energy. Like, and when I have like Archangel Metatron, when I connected with Archangel Metatron, literally he, for me, the way that I saw it was a, a, basically a massive tornado of light. Like think about a tornado and then think about just light, this like glistening, like beautiful yellow and gold light. And that is, it wasn't for me anyways, I didn't see him as this like man with big like wings, you know? Yeah. Um, That's how he showed up for me. And so, um, and when I say he, you know, it just comes back to energies. Again, we were talking about the feminine and the masculine archangels are going to have more of a feminine essence or more of a masculine essence. It's not the actual like Mm. he, she, you know what I mean? So we have to drop out of the, the human brain a little bit and we got to drop again into our bodies to actually connect with these energies. Yeah. And it's fun just exploring and getting curious. And if it speaks to you, it doesn't, I mean, sorry, if it speaks to you, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm so fascinated too with clients. I'm like, what do you like, how does it show up for you? Like, I, I love that. Cause I'm like, it, it, it's going to feel different. Like the way you connect to spirit and source is, is yeah. different for everybody. So I'm always like, love hearing people's <laughs> experience. I'm like, yes, like tell me more. Yeah. Um, so. Just like we love to nerd about, uh, like talk about numbers. I'm like, yeah. Oh, this number came up for me and <laughs> I had a dream about you. Oh my God. Yeah. Like all these things. It's crazy. Yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh, Stephanie, thank you so much for like showing up, sharing so much of your love and knowledge and excitement of everything that you stand for. And thank you for the work that you do, because I think it's such a important, like you play such an important role, role in raising people's consciousness on our planet and just, yeah. So thank you for all that you do. I always feel so energized and feel so at peace when I'm hanging out with you, talking with you and you've helped me so much in my life. And I really hope that others that are listening to this, um, if you feel called to work with stuff that you do, because, and if there's something speaking to you that's saying, oh my gosh, I really connected with what she was saying. There's probably a reason for that. And I remember I had the same feeling when I first found out about stuff through a podcast years ago, I had the same feeling. I reached out to her. And ever since then, I've just been on a whole incredible journey. Thanks to her. So I love you. Thank you. I love you too. You're so sweet. Oh my gosh. I'm just, yeah, so grateful to, for you to have shared your experience with the meditation program. Like 
I'm just bubbling with so <laughs> much gratitude and love and excitement for you and all of all the transformations you've had from it. Like, and to see how you journaled everything out, like that was the vision I had for people. So just to see you walk it out ha- has been such a gift. So thank you. Yeah. My pleasure. I mean, it's important to do the work. And when you said walk it out, I felt like I had to play a clip of that rap song. Now walk it out. <laughs> now walk it out. <laughs> yes. Walk it out. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Steph. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much. Yay! Thank you so much for hanging out with me and tuning into this episode. If you got value out of it, please feel free to message me on Instagram at Sarah Monica Photo. That's Sarah No H Monica with a K Photo to let me know. I get so freaking energized hearing from others that what I've said has had a positive impact on their lives. Also, make sure to hit subscribe to the Shine and Thrive podcast to never miss an episode. I'm so grateful for you and I'm sending you all the productive vibes your way so you have the best week ever. Do you love shooting but hate the endless admin, culling, and editing that follows your wedding and portrait bookings? Yep, me too. In fact, if you're anything like me, you got into photography to get out from behind a desk. And yet, the irony is, the more you shoot, the more there is to do on the back end, which translates to more time spent behind your computer screen and less time doing what you love most, which is shooting. But the good news is, I have a game-changing free resource that can help you break free of the cycle and cut down these precious hours by, guess how much? Up to 70% of the hours that you usually work. Is called my three-hour post-wedding smart workflow checklist, which as the name suggests, shows you my exact step-by-step workflow for getting all of these tasks completed in just three hours. Yep, that's right. Literally from backing up the photos on a wedding night through to delivering the online gallery to my clients in just three hours. Inside the guide, you'll find a detailed breakdown of exactly what I do and don't do in my workflow how long everything takes me, what I outsource, when, and to who. This includes the editing service and gallery providers I use. Plus, tips throughout for streamlining the process even further that have been honed in over my 11 years experience in business. And P.S., The same process I outline in this guide is transferable for both brand and portrait photographers too. So I got you too. Do you need to see it to believe it? I don't blame you. Head to sarahmonica.com forward slash workflow to download a free copy straight to your inbox and join a crew of photographers working smarter instead of harder in their photography businesses. Sarah is spelt without an H and Monica is spelt with a K. So that's sarahmonica.com forward slash workflow and make sure to download this powerful free resource now.